all my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. Wanna slice, got to roll the dice. That's why, all my life, I've been grinding all my life. Uh, all my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. Wanna slice, got to roll the dice. That's why, all my life, I've been grinding all my life. What's the deal? It's your boy Sam holding it down right here in the heart of North Kakalaki. Alongside me is the one and the only Nate, straight out of London. So buckle up, because today we're about to get deep into the world of fantasy football and all things Roster Wars related. We're not going to hold back either. You're going to get the real deal breakdowns, the fire debates, and all the unapologetic opinions you can handle. They'll hit you in the mouth like a linebacker on game day. So whether you're cheering from the bleachers or strategizing on your couch, We've got your fix right here. So here's the game plan. If you're vibing with what we're throwing down, don't be shy and show us some love. Like and subscribe and stick around to the latest and greatest in the world of pigskin pandemonium. We're stoked to have you on board and we're bringing the energy to every episode. So ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the International Football Bros Podcast, where passion meets pigskin and the excitement is off the chart. Let's do it. What's up, man? International Football Bros. How you doing, Nate? Hey, Sam. Yeah, not too bad. Happy New Year, man. I hope you had a good Christmas. Yeah, you too, buddy. I know you were traveling. I was traveling. Uh, it's good to get together and just kind of chop it up a little bit. Um, so I'm Sam, Hatters Bay Mac Goat. You can find me on X at KingSam underscore FF. And my one and only best co-host ever is Nate, Stellenbosch Saints and Roster Wars. You can find him at Nate the Saint FF. So uh, yeah, man, 2024. Uh, 2023 is gone. How you, how yeah. you feel about that? It's crazy, man. These these years uh, just keep getting faster and faster and quicker and quick turnaround. It feels like yesterday we were just doing sort of build up to the week one and the start of the fantasy season. And that's long gone. And now the NFL regular season is about to finish. And then and then we straight into the playoffs and before we realize the draft. And it's just a never ending cycle. But um, no, man, it's, it's, it's been a it's been another year of eye opening uh, experiences for roster wars and other fantasy reasons but no it's been uh you're always learning always uh trying to improve and and at the same time have fun along the way really yeah no i agree with you man like you and i we both uh take a lot of uh undertaking with the different draft content we put out at roster wars because we both enjoy it and we're both kind of doing rebuilds or been doing rebuilds so we have a vested interest so it feels like that was just yesterday and we're about to start that all over again because 2023 is gone 2024 is about to start and it went by quick. Yeah, no, exactly. Look, I think, yeah, everyone will have their opinions and, and and it's obviously good to share. And the content, especially on Russell, was that everyone creates is always incredibly valuable. But uh, yeah, look, I think it's, um, it's a nice time of year now just to sort of recuperate, almost take a bit of a breather at the end of the season and say, okay, the fantasy implications are done now. It's now it's homework. Now it's a bit of groundwork and and, and sort of prepping, enjoying the last sort of playoff uh, playoff weeks now ahead. Hopefully, your your NFL teams, respectively. I know yours is is shooting for the Super Bowl, but my, yeah, mine. Are, the Saints number are probably seed, long, baby. Number one seed. The Saints are probably long gone uh, unless the Panthers go and beat uh, the Bucks, which I can't see happening. But um, regardless, I mean, you never yeah. know. The NFC South is kind of crazy. So, oh man, it's, I think I think this must. It must be close to the first time in history that we're sitting in week 17 in the NFL regular season and the full conference is not one team that is over uh, 500. It, it, yeah. it's never, it, it can't ever have been done before. It's been absolutely... I, I remember the NFC West a couple, couple years back was pretty pretty putrid too. So, uh, 
but yeah, they may have been. I think the one that got in was over 500, but still, it's it's crazy. So yeah, yeah. so 2023, we're talking about 2023 being uh, over and everything. We got a guest here that uh, it was his first year in Ross Stores in 2023. So I'm gonna go ahead and bring him in. We got Mr. Sal from the Riverbank Raiders. What's up, Sal? Hey, going good. How are you guys doing? Doing well. Good. Doing well. Uh, yeah, I don't want to, you know, be get too, you know, it's not beat up on Nate Day, but it, I think it was Seattle that year that was like that had a losing yeah. record and they played New Orleans. Yeah. That was then that game where Marshawn Lynch said, "Get off me." I suppose we did that little. Yeah. Beast mode. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. yeah you're bringing up sort of nightmares back. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The Saints, like the Saints have had a horrible uh, 10 years in terms of playoff runs. So I'm hoping yeah. we miss it all together this year, to be very honest. Yeah. yeah. Hey, man, but you can ma manage a cap like no other, no other though. Like it's oh, yeah. insane. Managing, managing, or, or kicking the bucket down the line—I think they're two different things. I don't think we manage it very well, but we find a way of uh, of uh, diversifying our salaries. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, you made Taysom Hill very happy. I'll tell you that. Yeah. So, well, I definitely did want to talk a little bit about uh, my first year in roster wars. Uh, first, I wanted to congratulate uh, the Rottweilers for their win, you know, in our league and our side of the league. So, definitely, much props out to them. Uh, it was a definitely a learning experience. I, I was just talking to Sam a little bit before we started. I think my biggest thing was just the contract years. I got a little bit too close to that 120 number. And it kind of with uh, I was kind of almost at some point waiting like I couldn't really make too many moves until I could put somebody on IR and, and without going over that. And so that kind of put me in a position that was a little bit of a difficult position where even if somebody came up, I was already kind of at that number. And so I couldn't, I mean, I guess I could have got penalized, but it wasn't, it definitely wasn't a, that's something I majorly would do different. Um, I definitely, this is definitely the place to be as far as being in a league. Cause I mean, I can go back and, you know, talk about with Nick, talking with Nate, I've talked to him hundreds of times on Twitter and, you know, with Carla, Sam a few times, Shaq who helped, you know, push me into getting into this league and Chris uh, Paddock too. Definitely, I'm sure there's more, but this is definitely a league where it's, it is like a family, you know, with everybody posting and commenting on everything. It's pretty neat. It's definitely unlike any other league that I've ever been. So I definitely want to give props, you know, to the league for that. Um, uh, the one thing, if definitely I would think about doing a little different, um, was in there's there's so many side games i thought i knew and i knew but i didn't really know <laughs> how many side games there were you know whether it be like confidence picks uh survivor pool you know um i'm trying to remember what team runs the survivor pool but um i felt bad it's, because i think it's unforgiven it's aaron and yeah. unforgiven in uh yes no yes much props out to him for doing that uh, next year. I will definitely be in doing that. <laughs> uh, it was just, uh, just trying to keep everything organized. I think sometimes you might need that first year to kind of just realize, you know, but you don't know until you know, I, yeah. I don't know how to explain it, but um, I, it was a lot of fun. I did win one week in the confidence picks. So I did enjoy that, but it's hard to come back. I mean, cause I missed the first week or two, but sometimes you need a little fine as a reminder about putting in your confidence picks. And since then I didn't miss any. 
But um, sometimes you need a little reminder about stuff like that. I, th I think um, I think so. That's probably a fair a fair reflection in terms of us, in terms of the people that are onboarding and sort of how the league set up. I think maybe we also fantasy focused that maybe we did uh, miss a step in terms of flagging up the the survivor uh, pool and obviously the pickems and 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 how that sort of goes. So I just think um, obviously it. it you know how complex the league is with so many yeah. different ways of earning war bucks. It's obviously good that, that we sort of point that out as well. The onboard is going forward as well. Yeah. Well, it was definitely a great experience the first year. I'm definitely hoping, I mean, I was six and six, so it wasn't like, I didn't score anywhere near as many points as I wanted to, but <laughs> still got to six and six. So I can't complain too much, but definitely, you know, as far as um, I'm, this is my favorite part of the year, believe it or not strategizing and figuring out what you want to do getting ready for next year i'm like super analytical so like i can kind of look and see like where everybody out is with contracts who's going to be eligible what does my team need as far as in roster wars because six and six is good you know it might win you the division in the nfc central or any you know <laughs> but you know it's not going to get you anywhere in roster wars so Definitely, you know, looking forward till next year and getting that better team out there as well. I, I will say I'll, uh, I'll forecast that I won't put out too much information, but uh, we are going to tap into Sal's analytical brain and he's got some uh, some special stuff coming up for us in this offseason uh, in the form of some content that I think everybody's going to enjoy that we've been talking about. So cool. I'm looking forward. I know I'm looking forward to it. And I know there's going to be a lot of other people who are looking forward to it. It's gonna yeah, be definitely. Everybody loves the draft because. Yeah. Think about it. I mean, yeah, 14 teams make the playoffs, you know, and do have a, at least a percentage shot to get in the Super Bowl. But that leaves about, you know, 18 other teams where they're already looking into what they're going to do to get better next year. And looking at the draft, looking at free agency, those are just some of the things that we're going to talk about and maybe have some kind of games or different things. So to, you're big. Uh, you're a big college guy, too. I know you do a lot of oh, yeah. uh, Debbie. Um, and you and you and Haji took uh, on that task of doing all those uh, those bowl predictions, which uh, I I wasn't able to read all of them, but I was able to read some. And it no, was there's content. there's a lot of bowl games. As uh, we were told later, <laughs> there's a lot of bowl games, and I have to give it definitely a shout out to Haji too. I, I didn't mention him earlier, and I want to make sure. I think he's right up there with me, if not maybe even more into the college game, as far as that goes. But. Um, I'm just always looking for, because, I mean, I see, like, uh, Kenny and uh, Crystal Lake uh, team getting his, like, uh, World Cup kind of game contest. And I feel like I want to put content out there, and I want to try and, you know, that's, I think that's our goal and obligation has a you know, to pitch in wherever we can. And so I definitely look forward to doing more of that in the future, too. Yeah, I mean, it's – I'll just say that – all it is is just uh, trying to contribute and, and, you know, everybody doing little whatever they can, what they're passionate about, and that's what makes this place special. And um, I don't want anybody to get discouraged. I know you reached out to me with a bunch of ideas, and, uh, I, hey, man, Kenny did the same. I was like, I have no clue what this uh, what this idea of yours is, but, man, let's do it. And uh, I still don't understand it fully, but it, it's probably because <laughs> I sucked this year and I wasn't paying yeah. so much attention. But uh, I look forward to trying to understand it more and, and hopefully – competing in it because i definitely didn't compete but in yeah I, I think i think that's the beauty with rostle is as you say it's such a it's such an active community and and when you're playing four leagues of 12 you're talking roughly 46 managers obviously some teams some managers dovetail in both the leagues but uh, 
at the same time, you've got so many people looking to to be involved in more ways of winning. And that's not just the fantasy side. That is this international World Cup sort of thing that, that Kenny sets up. And, and obviously, we all content consumers at the end of the day. We're all looking for that edge to improve ourselves fantasy-wise. And if that comes from a, a, a bull writer that yourself or Haji write and, 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 and us sort of identifying maybe a college player that we do look at at the draft, who knows? Like all those Puka Nakua fans, all those Karen Williams fans, all these, these absolute diamonds in the rough, that they'll pop up somewhere. They'll be in some conversation and they'll be someone's guy. So that's definitely sort of an area of roster wars that I feel is quite untapped as the college side. And it's definitely something that that I think will be consumed uh, quite vigorously, S- similar to sort of the tremors. Chris Chris does his his sort of uh, defensive uh, IDP sort of write up as well. I mean, there's not yeah. a lot of thorough IDP information as well, and and those little nuggets and areas are, are definitely definitely add value massively in in, in the Russell community. Definitely. Now you had mentioned Sam. I know about some of the the, the two games yesterday. They were both. In their own way, they were totally two totally different games. Like if you watch them, like the strategies and how they went about. But yeah. you know the the you know I apologize to Florida State fans, but those were probably the four best teams. I hate to say it, I think Florida State should have got in. But those those two games yesterday were great games. I don't know if both of you. I'm sure both of you guys got to see them both. Or, I, I was at the bar. I was at the bar watching the Alabama game and watching that ending in overtime. That was fantastic. And then um, we left. I came home and I I probably caught like till halftime. But Texas was back and forth. Um, my kid, uh, my youngest, he, he's he's trying to take the next step in his rowing career. Or his, mm-hmm. He's trying to get into college as a scholarship. So we uh, we get up at three thirty in the morning to go to practice. So. Halftime, I tapped out, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, I woke up and I, I read that, hey, man, it was a battle all the way through. Texas kind of had a hard time in the third quarter, but they came back. Yep. And I wish I wish I could have seen it because it sounded like I, I'm sure I'll, I'll stream it and catch the last two yeah. quarters. But I'm from Texas, so I was rooting for the Longhorns. I wanted the Longhorns to win, but uh, I really thought Penix wasn't going to be able to do it against that that defense. But, man, he he's a pocket passer and he, yeah. he, he, well, he can run it. if he needs to. Yeah, he can run if he needs to. They're going to be in. Uh, they might have some problems next week if that running back who got hurt at the end of the game, Dylan Johnson, isn't able to play. But really, oh, bro, that I mean, was that was nasty. Yeah, it was kind oh, wait, of. Wait, you was, talking about from Washington? Or are you talking about from Washington? Uh, Washington. Oh yeah, I'm talking. I'm talking about the wide receiver from Alabama. That. Oh yeah, nasty. that was Burton, Jermaine Burton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was that was Oof. nasty too. Yeah, but that ending, uh, Washington. I mean, I know they. It was a tight game at the end, but really, Washington pretty much was in control for most of that game. I know it was like 21-21 at the half. Yeah. But um, they just couldn't, like, fumbles. I mean, you're talking about that third quarter. I mean, the, Washington had the ball for, like, 13 minutes of that quarter. It was basically, like, two plays and a, two fumbles and a three and out for Texas. I mean, it just – Quinn Ewers was getting some passes knocked down at the line of scrimmage. So there's been chatter that he may come out. You think he's going back? No, or you think he shouldn't. Um, I'm a little concerned because they have uh, Arch Manning yeah. in the background. But in college, they usually like to – they want him to wait, but I'm sure they're going to work out some kind of deal money-wise. But it's hard to work out deal money-wise when somebody who comes from a family who has Bad money. money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, it's, uh, he's going to come, he needs to come back. He has until January 15th yep. to declare, but I don't think he's going to declare. 
I, I don't think he's ready for the NFL. I know quarterbacks want to come out because they want to get NFL money, but it doesn't always work out that way. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be. So, so what's your, what's your take then? Uh, let, let's assume Quinn Ewers obviously does stay. What if, if you were Arch Manning's advisor here, what would you be saying to him? Do you think he needs to be pushing uh, a move and, and a transfer? And if he would push a transfer, where would be the best landing spot for someone like Arch Manning? Well, it's hard because it's already January. Yeah. And so there's been open spots. Like, I mean, if he can go to like a USC, you know, because they have Miller Moss over there and their rookie quarterback's probably going to be on their Malachi, the freshman guy is probably going to be, he already is in the portal, but yeah, I wouldn't just go him. to go to play somewhere because this is his first year. He still can come out in like two years. You know, you only have to be in high out of three years out of high school before you go to the draft. So if he doesn't play next year, one really good college year is enough, I think, if at a place like Texas to get you first round draft capital. Bro, a place like North Dakota State was enough for Trey Lance. So I mean, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I know we all know how that ended up. Um, uh, yeah, we, we know how I'm that still happened. holding on to him in one league. I I, yeah. I refuse to let him go. Yeah, it's hard to go anywhere because it's like, yeah, you want to. Most people, if they're good, they kind of want to go somewhere, but it all comes down to where. And if you're going to go to, like, not a top, you know, 10 team like Texas, well, I don't, I don't know. I mean, what's the point? Because, I mean, you, you Arch, the name Manning will carry you. Exactly. He's going yeah, to get what he wants to get because he's got that name, Attaché. So it's. Yeah. So, but I mean, Washington, like back to, you know, to the game, they just, I think that you can't stop those receivers. They're just loaded. Buddy, I, I kind of had Roma Dunze lower on my list, but uh, I might need to go look at that a little there's, more. I, I, I don't, I mean, there's some scouts who have him ahead of Marvin Harrison. It's no hard to way. put him ahead of Marvin Harrison. It's uh, hard, but I can put him up there with like Malik Neighbors. See, I had, I had, I had him as my number three behind neighbors, but yeah. he may, he may go above that. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he looked good, but Penix looked really good in that game. They just Texas just had no answer. They couldn't get anything going offensively. The the turnovers killers. Yeah, and they kind of lucked into that last drive. I mean, forty five seconds left. The running back goes down. That clock would have kept on running if they didn't run into the puncher. They kind of were hurting themselves. You know, run into the punter at the end of the. I don't know if you said you didn't see it, but basically they could have ran off another 45 seconds. But when Dylan Johnson, their running back, went down, the clock stops on a timeout because yeah. of injury timeout. So they couldn't run the clock out to like 15, 20 seconds. And then when they punt it, their guy runs into the Michigan or the Texas guy uh, receiving it. So they get a 15 yard penalty on top of that. It was kind of like a comedy of errors. At the end of that game, but they were able just enough, but yeah. barely by you know. Yeah. Now the report I read said pretty much Washington uh, dominated third quarter. Texas yeah. made a comeback in the fourth, and it was still within range at the very end. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, but it was Washington, and then the other game I think was was definitely a lot closer. It was just that was a great game. I mean, dude, that Bla that Blake Corum running back touchdown oh. at the. Oh man, oh, that was to get an overtime two plays. Yeah. He got him both times. He just got yeah. it done. He's good enough. He's actually not that high ranked of an NFL prospect, 
But every time he's put in the spot, he does it. You know, like, I mean, I, he's kind of sneaking up a little bit. On, you know, it depends who actually comes out, you know, and declares for the draft. But he's kind of – he could be a surprise. Well, Henderson's player. not. I had Henderson as my number one, and he's yeah. not. So. Henderson and Sanders on um, Arkansas is that oh, he transferred. Yep. So it's kind of – but it was – that game could have went in so many different directions, like with McCarthy throwing that pick right at the beginning. But then it, the, he didn't have. You think, you think he comes out? You think JJ comes out? I think JJ comes. If if definitely if they win, he's he's coming out. It's yeah. a weaker quarterback class, and if you can get like third, he's he could be somebody's like quarterback three. That's the thing in this draft. I mean, yes, Caleb Williams, Drake May, one and two, but like Michael Penix is out there. Uh, Jaden Daniels is out Jayden, there. Jaden's gonna go. I think Jaden's gonna be a top. 20 top 15 pick you know i it, it could teams are desperate for quarterbacks yeah you know yeah, like the, if I was the like, Stellenbosch saints also desperate for a quarterback <laughs> yeah teams are just desperate i mean if i was chicago i would i would trade that first pick to whoever gives you the most you know and stick with fields but i don't know they're talking about caleb i i can't see him going for caleb this they have what they need they just need to have better people around them. And yeah. I would trade down a little bit and just, you know, you can get so much. Look what Carolina gave up for Bryce Young. And, I mean, it hasn't worked out for them. But if you can get, like, two first, a second, a player, I mean, Chicago needs that. They're not that far away. Teams can go from where they're at to making the playoffs. They were close to making the playoffs, you know, with the way they're playing right now. You know, I'll tell you this, man. I've uh, I've said it. I've said it privately. I'll go ahead and say it publicly now that uh, I know and I know uh, London Mike. The Bears are his team, but man, I don't want any skill positions. I don't want Marvin. I don't want Caleb. I don't want Drake. Man, I don't want any relevant fantasy football players going to the Bears because I don't trust the Bears. <laughs> I don't either. You know, yeah. But I, I mean, Justin Fields. A lot of times he can pull these plays out of nowhere where you think he's going to get killed, and he gets a pass off or, you know, is able to run and make this amazing play. Not too many people watch Bears games, so that might be a reason why not too many people are aware of him, but then he'll make a bonehead play the next play. So, yeah. it's not like, you know, he's, he's not there yet, but he's he's better than people think. So, yeah. so um, okay, 2023, 2023. Nate, where'd you, where'd you finish at? You got, you uh, avoided pink, but you got the number one pick, right? Yeah, exactly. I, I played a blinder. As they say. Nice. What was your uh, <laughs> what was your record? Uh, I ended two and ten, so yeah. the, uh, two, two very crucial wins kept me away from pink. And I think, Sal, yeah, six and Sal, six. Ended, Sal did six and six. I have some I, early I, picks. I did two and ten. Yeah, you do? I, some early, I know I have some. I have to look at it, but I know I had. I, do you remember what Nate? I remember we talked a little bit about it. I think I have the second or the I forget. I have to look. So, so, so I, I, I hate to be a bearer of bad news, Sal, but I have your first and I have oh, your second right. round pick. So, um, so I do have the two, the 103 and the 203 on top of the 101 and the uh -huh. 201. So, um, it might be a slightly, uh, you can do the homework for your pick and help me <laughs> pick the right guy. That's, uh, that's the ideal world. Well, uh, you want this. a quarterback. I, I want probably two quarterbacks. I think yeah. uh, we, I could definitely hedge it. Um, so you have the and, 101 and the 103? Yeah. 
That's uh, yeah. That's and, 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 quarterbacks. and the thing is, but the thing is, I'm also desperate at running back, but I just think this is not the year for running oh, back. No. Um, no, which, which doesn't help. So look, look, I, I know you've got some lovely running backs uh, on, on the Raiders team. So I'm sure we could, we could have a conversation about this uh, 203 maybe or, oh, or 201. Everything is up for debate. Everything is up for debate. I'm, I, and I want to throw that out there, too. I am usually, because I'm in, like, a ridiculous amount of football leagues, I'm usually not the one to, like, hey, let's trade or let's do this. It doesn't mean I'm against trading or don't want to trade, but a lot of times I kind of, like, a message or something like that, I'm definitely open to trading. It's just oh, I'm man. usually not. Nathan likes long walks on the beach. He likes to be, <laughs> he likes to be smooth before he does a trade. Yeah, I'm. I, I'm. Uh, I'm I, I. I like to know someone before I trade with them. So we have, we, have, we we have to go to to dinner. We have to understand what our hobbies are on the weekend, just so I know what what slight uh, what slight uh, bit of information I can use. But Sal, I will go back and actually say, although I've got your first, you do still have two first round picks. Yeah, you have you do have the one hundred five and you do have the one hundred seven. So you've got the Tampa Tough Guys first round, and you've yep. got the Dallas Spurs first round. Yeah, so, I yeah, went so. early in that dispersal draft. I went and picked because at a certain point after you got in that dispersal draft, after you got past like five, seven, maybe even eight picks, it, it was like just take the pick, just just get the first, and the you know. And yeah. so I loaded up before anybody could on those because I, if I remember right, I was picking at like a corner. One, uh, so I had two picks back to back. And so I, I I remember I took the one at one point five and the one point seven if I if I remember right like I just you just want to load up on picks because it's you know the what's out there and you've seen what some of these guys can do it's better to take the potential no, of what could de be definitely look Sal when I joined three years ago I was also part of a dispersal a three team dispersal and it was a very similar thing and and I didn't it was my first sort of contract league and obviously these contracts are quite interesting with with the number of years versus a money contract or yeah. something else. But anyway, I, I did something similar where I just always thought, look, the, the, the draft gives you flexibility in manipulating yeah. your salary cap when you allocate what you allocate. So uh, I, I fully agree with you. I think I think the, the value of draft picks in a dispersal um, are, are, are slightly higher than people realize. But also at the same time, I think players on a one-year contract uh, in a dispersal, just talking on dispersal thing. Yes. I think a lot of I think a lot of starters uh, undervalue one-year players because they they are very good players, and these guys can win you championships and make you competitive. And then you obviously cross the bridge whether you want to keep yeah. them or tag them or whatever. And I think that's obviously the nuances to joining a league like Ross Dawes as well. Yeah, I think Sam you mentioned it. Um, Adam Thielen, yep, was the guy you mentioned. I think or it was on this podcast. I want to say. Or it was you mentioned him somewhere? I remember. Yeah, yeah, we, we we both spoke about it, saying, "Look, I think that was about ten weeks in, or or nine weeks into the league, and we had a little bit of a review." But um, yeah, we, we said um, a lot of league winners might have Alan Thielen, but I, was, I think we just jinxed him because from that from that moment on, really seemed oh to fall a bit like a tech brick. Bro, he he sucked after that. I was like, man, that sucks, but. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, I I agree with you, dude. Roster Wars is a it's got its own learning curve, and so we kind of already talked about it. But like, there's all different ways with the scoring, with the lineup flexibility, with everything you can build a team, uh -huh. and um, you can quickly uh, get yourself in trouble. Um, and 
Yeah, I thought I, I thought I had uh, I thought I had shared that publicly about the whole contract thing that you mentioned, but yeah. maybe I didn't. Maybe I just talked to someone uh, individually about it. But I, that was one definitely one of my big lessons learned off of year one was I went to either at or damn near the max for that. Yeah, that I was right cap. there. And yeah, even, and, uh, I believe enough wiggle room. And I mean, if I yeah. remember right, quarter even just quarterback wise, I remember seeing some kind of stat like. 15 teams or eight, some ridiculous amount of teams had a different quarterback starting week 17 than they did week one. Bro, this was the year you Injuries. could pick up a quarterback Kill. off the free agency. Like, it was the year, if unless you just, everybody took everybody, this was the year where you could find a replacement for at least a week. So At least a week, yeah. At least a week or so. So, I mean, that's the thing. And I was sitting at, just to reiterate, yeah, I was sitting at, like, I want to say 118, 119. And I thought, I'd go, how many players could there be coming out because i mean these leagues these rosters are stacked how many players could really be coming out but then when you know you're sitting at that i almost had to wait till a guy went on ir to be able to pick up a guy and then i had to worry like is that guy out for the year or is he yeah. gonna come back because if yeah, he comes back what am I gonna exactly do? yeah and i think yeah. that's what a lot of people forget in roster wars is is as soon as they come off their IR, they have to be re-put in the league. And and now if you've got a player, like, for example, I look at, at your IR here and you've got someone like Joe Burrow on a four-year contract. If he goes off, you obviously free up that contract. But as soon as he comes back, then it's and it's absolute chaos. So, so yeah, yeah. I, I think I think you, you, you have to make sure it's a season-ending injury to actually use the IR in that manner, really. In the yeah. League. So definitely, yeah, I had a, I'll stick to that 110 area. Hey, don't be telling my secrets. Oh, I'm not telling your secrets. It's not a secret. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do like to try to manage it around 110, 115 to give me that wiggle room because I learned a lesson the hard way the first year. And if Carla's listening or listening later, she'll attest to it because I think she uh, she had to go in and keep subtracting war bucks for every drop. And I probably had 100 war bucks that were deducted from drops because I, yeah, I just mismanaged my contract cap the first year. And it, it little things like that will put you back. Yeah, Carla's on it. She's on top of these things. Yeah. Love Carla. So, so big hope, big hopes for 2024. So you got a couple early picks, Nate. You got some uh decent draft capital. Um I got some yeah. good draft capital. I know uh I know this uh this rookie draft is it's fun. Um I'm ready yeah. to be like like Nick and uh I don't think Nick has any picks where he's just uh, he he built a, a, a contender and now you're riding it out. Um, but so speaking of it, um, we had our first trade over in the main league. Have you had, had any in uh, futures yet or no? Uh, let me have a quick oh, look. No. Absolutely. I don't think so. Where are we? Where's the yep. league? So the, no, the champion, the champion title town tyrants. Uh, they traded. Uh, they traded uh, Dontarian Wicks, uh, Green Bay wide receiver, who's going to be an RFA to Dan because he's a uh, he's a uh, Green Bay homer for uh, 30, 30, 30 or thirty one more bucks. Woo! Yeah, that's a pretty good deal for Wicks. Money, money burning a hole in his pocket, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think also am am I right in thinking? Um, I haven't looked at it too closely, but in the main league, everyone has quite a substantial volume of Warbucks, or is it is it quite evenly sort of matched out? Matched out because let me, that, let me look in the quite, let me look in the DD. It sounds uh, quite steep to me, something like that. Like yeah. for example, like for example, in in the promising prospects, 
if we take Keith out, because Keith's an absolute outlier sitting on 445 Warbucks, the, the next highest is me on 320, but then everyone else is in sort of the 200s. That's obviously after we've topped up our 225. And then in the RR as well, apart from obviously Rockwilers, who again, they're also another outlier with 400 odd Warbucks, everyone else is roughly around the 200, 300 mark. Yeah, so the, the DD is uh the DD's pretty pretty stale. Like it looks like the highest one is probably Andy at 345. And so uh -huh. Dan traded Dan traded 31. It puts him as the third lowest uh with 254. So everybody's within that 100 100 war bucks of each other. 250 and 350 is the highest. Yeah. Now the TT is completely different. Like we got people with it's probably like the RR. We got three people over 400, you know. Okay. Yeah. It's definitely good to keep in mind. That's one other thing I would think I would kind of want to look more at next year in uh, free agency when you're talking about Warbucks. When you're going against somebody on a player, at some point, you know, when you look at your Warbucks and you look at their Warbucks, you know, you can go up, but you, you just got to have a good idea of how much room they have versus how much room you have. And maybe make better use of your money going for other type of players instead of what I was kind of paid a little bit too much for some people yeah man the rfa is its own own animal in itself because you have uh you have the uh what do you call it the uh the compensation tag which can yep. come into play and then all of a sudden you get an influx of war bucks in somebody's account you can make a trade like um in the tt last year it affected me so i know about it but it was i was going after a player and colin started going after one of my my transition tag player and so i went and made a trade for a bunch of war bucks to kind of defend myself mm -hmm. and you just like there's all kind of opportunities to zig and zag and it's uh it's it's a lot of strategy animal. in this league yeah a lot of more than in other leagues i've just been in a lot of other leagues where it's kind of like uh set it and forget it you know there's not as yeah. much of that kind of strategy and so that's one of the other things i like about this league is there's a billion different ways that you can you know do it get that competitive yeah. edge you really and get have. that competitive edge where you know this is active i have leagues where there there i have some leagues where there's no trades <laughs> or like you know one or two and you know and there's hundreds in this league yeah and I, th I think that's the beauty as well and 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 look as you sort of pointed on there's so many different periods of activeness and and some and some are more sort of administrative like obviously now we're going into january with which is sort of the owner's um meeting and 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 what you'll see now sal is there a lot of sort of proposed rule changes and votes mm -hmm. on rules and we'll go through that for sort of the next month or so and then obviously in the build-up to the draft there'll be sort of the draft then sort of rfa and and, and quite a few things there i Flip, I've been in the league what for three years now, but I'm still trying to remember. It is you do the draft first, then you do RFA, um, and um, and that's just sort of yeah. So so, so you you sort of have different stages to trade, different stages to obviously negotiate and and, and sort of get those edges that, as you're talking about earlier. Is it it's the other way around? You do the RFA first. RFA first, the yeah. Yeah. So, so again, it's yeah. When when you're sort of leading up to the RFA now, looking at at your your war buck kitty at the moment, it's sort of who am I going to tag, bearing in mind what I have available to me in the draft as well. So, for example, this is not me giving away too much because I will throw some sort of tag on Kyler Murray. I'm just not sure yet. But I do have the 101 and I do have the 103. So I could always go and say 
well, look, I'm still rebuilding. Let me comp tag Kyler Murray and try get a hundred war bucks for him. And then I'll just take Drake May and I'll take Caleb Williams or I'll take Jaden Daniels and Caleb mm-hmm. Williams or well, I will find a way. And then suddenly I'm sitting, I've, I've cut my ties with Kyler Murray and I'm sitting with two rookie quarterbacks, which is risky, but at least I've sort of earned a big war back possible return yeah. on someone like him. So yeah, there are different ways of thinking about it. Yeah, bro, that's, it's fascinating the way different ways you can go. It's it's fun thinking about all the different ways. Yeah, it's definitely a good strategy. And it's good. It's just kind of like, yes, the NFL season's over soon, but like fantasy football and roster words is all year. It's not, you know, you know, can't just tune out in January, February, March and come back April. Oh, what happened? Who did my team pick? You know, it's like you got to it's for me, it's all year. Exactly. Well, it, it, it sounds like you're sold. It sounds like you're sold on roster wars. Well, I'm here. So yeah, definitely. I dropped out. I'm actually I did I didn't do the math because um I didn't want to do the math, but I'm in like I was in 25, 28 leagues, something like that. Mm-hmm. I dropped about I'm dropping about 15 of them. And I'm this definitely what I'm saying, and of course, but uh I'm because I want to give more time, because I mean, I want to focus, I don't want to give a little bit of time, I want to be able to give as much time as I possibly can for all these leagues that I'm in, and the best way to do it is to cut down on leagues I don't enjoy as much, and so those ones I'm heading out, and better to tell owners, if you're leaving a league, tell them right away, (laughs) I don't like people who drop out, like, last minute, and they're scrambling, at least give people time, you know, to look for it. But this is definitely one league where I'm definitely going to stay and enjoy because it's just a strategy. Later on, in, I used to be just, you know, regular season, seasonal. You know, now I'm in, you know, dynasties, Devi, C2C, IDP leagues. You know, I'm always looking at salary, contract years. I'm always looking for something different, something that's what drew me here. I know Shaq had been talking to me about it for a while. And then that's what finally, you know, him talking to me about it got me over here. So, shout out to Shaq. So. Well, I think uh, I think I think the next uh, the next sort of role in your roster's progression is is you being a Shaq to someone else. It's you it's you yeah. finding someone else that's as crazy about fantasy as yourself, and and that's what we all try to do here, especially sort of uh, in the futures league and in, in the league that you'll notice like you you obviously committed but there is a, a bit of turnover that you do mm-hmm. find occasionally hence you obviously joining with your dispersal with three teams and and i think it's very important and this is this is to you but this is to the entire uh, roster wars family in general i think this is a great time especially when the season is freshly finishing and people are sort of regretting not winning the championship or thinking about how they're going to improve their, their team. This is the perfect time now to reach out to guys that or, or, or women that, 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 that you know are invested in fantasy and looking for something in off-season. Because this is a league that is, as you say, it's, it's, it's every single month of the year. It's, it's, there's no switch-off period yet. So people that, that are now like, oh, and I'm going to have to wait nine months until my league starts again in September, like this is the league for them. This is the league that they mm-hmm. engage in. And I think it's good that we, we, we all just keep, keep growing this community at the same time. Yeah, Nate. Nate went right where I was going to go with it, and uh, and it's because you know I've I've tapped the people that I I feel like would be a good fit. Nate's probably tapped the people he feels a good fit. So it's it's getting out there to different people and just getting it out there um, yeah. about roster wars because, like you said, man, this is uh 
I did the same thing. Like I, I'm, I never had 45 leagues, but I had a lot to where my wife was slapping me. Uh, and I, I've definitely reduced them. And I even reduced them more this off season to be more just uh, present for the ones that I really enjoy. Um, yeah. Not that I, you know, not that I don't in, didn't enjoy the other ones, but it's, Hey man, I want to invest my time in these ones. And I think yeah. I've heard Andy say it a couple of times like that. That was kind of his, uh, his vision was he wanted just a league that, you know, Hey, he felt was home and that's what, that's what this thing has became. And, uh, it is like it is like you said. It's a family. We were talking about it before we got on here. That I mean, I've done meetups with several different people. Uh, I'm hoping that Nate or Mike can meet me in Belgium here in a couple weeks. But uh, uh, I've I've gone across the the world to see different people just because my opportunities. But uh, you you meet them, and after you've been talking to them and playing fantasy football, and it's it's not weird. Uh, it's it's cool. Uh-huh. And my wife my wife has met some, and she's like, man, this is strangely like just normal i'm like yeah man they're just everybody's normal here and then just good friends yeah. that have an addiction to fantasy football <laughs> i love the updates from it's size size wife right yeah stephanie yeah yeah I, I love those updates too i mean it's just it's that's what family is yeah so, definitely yeah it's a, it. it's a unique place it's uh it's it's very unique and i think i think that's what what all of us fundamentally have when when all of us got into fantasy at different stages of our lives is we're all looking for that that fun that game but also that community and i think um that's why you, you find people really buy into roster wars well gents this feels like a good place to uh say hey, uh let's end 2023 which we already did a couple of days ago but uh and look on to 2024 um we're about 40 minutes in uh unless you guys got anything else I, we can go ahead and wrap this up and just say uh Appreciate everybody that is that is looking in. I know David was uh had a comment about Sal sniping a pick from him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, I'm hoping I'm know, hoping to snipe some more this year. I know it's the middle of the day, so it's hard for people to get on live, but we've had some good yeah. uh some good comments throughout the year. Uh, it's been fun doing this live thing with uh with Nate and with our guests and everything. And so we'll uh, yeah. we'll definitely try to continue doing this and appreciate Sal you being on and yeah, anytime. I'd love to be on it. It all comes down to like a time thing, you know. Whenever you guys do it, I'd love to be on it. You know, every once. Yeah, in a bro. While you're you're West Coast. I'm East Coast. Nate's over <laughs> yeah. in London. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> far away. So yeah, yeah like yeah, I, yeah. Th- thanks for your you guys also accommodating my time zone as well because I'm more of the outlier. I'm 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 five hours ahead of uh, Eastern time. So you're eight hours ahead of me. Exactly. So, yeah. so yeah, you're I'm to go to bed. I'm an hour away from bedtime, whereas you probably doing your school run in the morning, Sal. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, cool. uh, again, it it shows it shows the beauty of of this league, but but fancy uh, fancy NFL in general. Yep. Thank you very much Wait, for having me, Nate, Sam. I really appreciate it. Thanks. Yeah, buddy. Uh, Nate, you got anything else? No, I'm all good, man. I'm I'm sure I'm sure as the off season builds up, there's there's more to talk about now, and and there'll be less uh, fantasy intensive stuff and more sort of league stuff, draft stuff, RFA stuff. So I'm sure we'll we'll hopefully uh, make make a plan to to speak more often and put out a bit more more interesting content in the build up and, mm-hmm. and more speculative content. Really, this is this is obviously when the opinions really come out is on yeah. certain draft picks on RFA on. On what's happening, so I'm sure us three will, will definitely get around, uh, get around our cameras again soon. Cool. Yeah, man, uh, the IFB has been great, man. I really appreciate you. I appreciate all of our guests. I appreciate Sal. Uh, this is something I definitely would love to continue and keep doing. Um, I know this one was more just us chopping it up and talking football, but uh, it's the end of the year. 
just want to give a shout out one last time to the roster wars champions, uh, Nick Tileton Tyrants over there in the main league, winning it all. Um, and then the uh, Matt Hard Hat Matt with the uh, the Riverside Riverside Rottweilers, yeah. Um, over there in the Futures League. So congrats, guys, and uh, keep making this place great. We go out there and recruit, and see you guys next time. Thanks. Bye, everybody. Cheers. Cheers.